0: Featuring the people who make York special.
1: It's the warmness and it's the humour. The people who make it. The people who work in the factory are very, very proud of the fact that this is the home of Kit Kat.
0: And the organisations doing amazing things. fair number of women say that Kira has saved their lives. So we know we make a big difference. From tourism and history to business, charity and the arts.
1: We are as equally important in the history of this country as London is and, and as Oxford is. I love the idea that... York becomes the UK's alternative to London.
0: This is Between These Walls, a podcast for York with Sophie Hudson. So York has been named as the UK's best place to visit in 2024 and it's pretty obvious to see why. One organisation that's working hard to try and keep it that way is Make It York. These guys are behind many of the events that are held in the city, including York Residence Festival, the Ice Trail and the award-winning Christmas Market. Sarah Loftus, the Managing Director, took the helm of Make It York a couple of years ago. I met her just before this year's Residence Festival to talk about what's in store for York this year and Make It York's goals for the future.
1: Well, I guess I've got one of the most exciting jobs in the world. I look after Make It York and we do a number of things um, with the visitor information service for the city. We promote the city internationally, regionally and locally. So we have great fun on doing brilliant campaigns to showcase the city, um, which are doing really well at the moment. We also put on all the events in the city centre. So we have third party events such as the uh, Viking Festival, but also our own events like um, the Christmas market trails that we do, particularly the Ice Trail, Residence Festival, etc., as well as um, running the shambles market. So a real diverse um group of activities that I look after and it's just the best job you can ever have. Yeah I can imagine and at the moment, I mean York seems to
0: just win all the awards. I mean visitor awards and sort of best place to visit. It's it's been given one recently hasn't it best city to visit, 2024 so it must make you very proud
1: to be in this role oh it makes me extremely proud we've had a really good run recently on the awards that we've won but that's because of the partnership working with the different local businesses city council other organizations our attractions hotels you know everybody works so well together and I think that's what's made it such a success and why we've won so many awards just recently
0: yeah how have you
1: felt how have you found the these two years in the role oh gosh to start (laughs) off with it was quite quite difficult I came into a scenario where I think make it York wasn't loved anymore and it was quite tough hopefully that's been turned around in the in the two years that I've been here and we've got a much better relationship with all the partners and I think that's coming through because York's just at the top of everything at the moment and it's been hard work um it's been a little bit stressful at times as you can imagine because our budget wasn't healthy it is now um so we can really start doing some of the fun things that really get me out of bed in the morning let's just
0: sort of explain a little bit about because there's kind of two names isn't there there's two brands you've got make it york and then visit york just give us a definition of both so that everybody understands what both do within the city
1: visit york is more of the destination marketing um, element of the company which is like other visit manchester visit leads you know we just focus on the visitor information center the website you know, the promotional side of promoting york so that's the visit side and as most places around the world use that brand that's why we still keep that brand so people know where to come for visitor information. The Make It York is the organisation and that brings together the visit part, the management of Shambles Market, the management of events and also cultural activity that we do. So that's the kind of collective company. So the visit's one arm of what we do. Let's talk
0: a bit about the events that are going on in York because there's always events. There's always something to to get involved in and, and something to be proud of, particularly if you're a resident of York. So we're kind of very much beginning of the year we've got loads to look forward to this year and the first one coming up is the
1: ice trail isn't it well actually this weekend's a residence um festival um so the residence festival is about encouraging residents to come and visit the attractions that they might not do that's on the doorstep because most people don't visit their own city so this is really encouraging people to get out explore and have an opportunity to go to some of the attractions for free, to get loads of discounts on the fabulous restaurants and um, that we have in the city. So it's a real celebration of hospitality in York.
0: The Residence Festival sounds really great. It, like you say, it's about getting the residents involved and helping them understand what goes on in the city and not feeling like they're being pushed out by visitors, isn't it? exactly
1: that's it and the resident festival actually kind of starts our year of festivals so we want local people to come and enjoy all the things that we're doing they're not just for visitors they're for residents i'm a strong believer that cities need residents to support local businesses because if we ever gosh have a pandemic or anything um, like that in the future it could decimate a city center and what we don't want is york becoming an empty high street like so many cities are in the uk we're lucky we have lots of fabulous independent restaurants shops and we want to keep it that way and we need residents and tourists helping spend their money to keep the place vibrant i suppose it's that
0: age-old thing isn't it when you live somewhere you don't necessarily go to the, the the visitor attractions and the tourist attractions but i suppose this is a really nice opportunity to remind people come on Come and have a go. Come
1: and see what there is and get involved and support all the local businesses. That's definitely it. I often hear people saying, gosh, I haven't been there for 20 years yet. I've lived here. You know, it's like, come on, support your local attractions, support your local businesses um, because they want you to come and enjoy um, what visitors enjoy. Absolutely. And then
0: after that, we've got the Ice Trail. So this has always gone down really well, hasn't it? And you were recently, I actually bumped into you in King's Cross Station promoting this, but the Ice Trail, I mean, it is fabulous. And
1: so many people come from... All across the country to come and have a look at this, don't they? Yeah, um, we're the UK's largest uh, ice festival, so um, another accolade for York. Um, We have 35 sculptures um, this year that people can go around, touch, look at. Please don't lick. Um, (laughs) Everybody seems to want to lick an ice sculpture. We have no idea why. It's just weird.
0: (laughs) says to me that someone has done that
1: <laughs> yes uh even with um, king's cross and we had that fantastic skyline yeah. of york to london somebody came up and asked if they could lick it i don't know it's just weird um, anyway. <laughs> but yeah the, I, the ice festival is really good fun it's a real family event you know people of all ages you know come along and enjoy it and it's just Fabulous!
0: How many ice sculptures are there?
1: 35. Yeah. And we also have some ice carving as well, live carving. So that's fabulous to see as well. You know, it's just a great day out and all we need is the weather to be cold. Um, not windy, cold. Yeah. Um, and no sun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that would kind of
0: uh, ruin probably a little bit. Um, And then after the ice trail, we've got the snooks. So this is a
1: new thing for for 2024, isn't it? Yes, um, we're going to have kind of a snook invasion on um, York. There'll be 20 giant sculptures. You've seen them. They're big. Mm -hmm. Um, All differently painted, all sponsored by local um, businesses. And the snooks are going to be out for eight weeks it's a new character for York. Um, what we want, well, uh, my idea was to have it as big as the Gruffalo. There is no stories about snook at the moment. So we want children or young people or creatives to think of new stories. It's a kind of a friendly monster, I would describe it yeah. as, holding a book. So we really want people to kind of get behind the, the snook, create stories, adventures for Snook and just have a bit of fun
0: the idea for snooks i mean you got residents involved in that didn't you to pick a character so when when this was sort of being um sort of conceptualized last year it was you got residents to pick a character
1: we did we Mm. went out to artists and we had 79 artists put forward um a new character we uh, whittled that down to two and then we went out to the public and said which one do you like so the public chose snook and it's i mean that you can't miss them uh, like
0: you were down in King's Cross recently um, promoting them down there trying to sort of drum a bit of interest from further afield because obviously it's very easy to get from King's Cross to York but they are vibrant they're beautifully painted so each, each snook has been painted
1: um, in a different
0: way a different style by different
1: artists haven't they? Yes, that's correct. Um, some artists have done too just because they were their designs were picked by the sponsors. But yes, they're all very different and it's really difficult to describe. You have to see them to see how different they, they look when they're painted to when they are blank. And I'm sure people will have their favourite, um, but at the moment I can't pick a favourite. They're just all fabulous. <laughs>
0: Between These Walls is a podcast just for York. We want to keep it growing and provide more local content that you want to hear. So there are three ways you can help. Firstly, I'm on the lookout for local sponsors. If you're from a York business and want to promote on this podcast, drop us an email to btw at soapyproductions.co.uk. That's btw at soapy, S-O-A-P-Y, productions.co.uk. Secondly, if you know someone who should be featured on Between These Walls, let me know. I'm looking for the people who make York special. That's anyone from an interesting business or with an unusual story, perhaps a charity doing amazing things, or someone working hard under the radar to make York better, let me know who I need to talk to. Just email btw at soapyproductions.co.uk. And finally, you can help this podcast grow right now by subscribing. Wherever you're listening, just hit the subscribe button, and that helps us out massively. Also, follow us on Instagram and LinkedIn if you just search for Between These Walls York. Thank you. Now, back to the conversation.
1: And each one has been sponsored by a different business, um, hasn't it? Yeah, that's correct. Each one's been sponsored by a different business or a collaboration of a couple of businesses. And then at the end of the trail, um, there'll be a farewell event. So we'll put them all together in one place. Uh, That will just be weird uh, (laughs) and fun. So we hope people will come to the farewell event and then they'll get auctioned off and the money from the auction will go to St Leonard's. Uh,
0: yes, yeah, so this is all for St Leonard's isn't it? Mm. Um, very worthy cause, very worthy local cause. Uh, but this has been in the, in the making for a while hasn't it? I mean I know that this has been in the planning for, for
1: a good few months. Oh all these things take a long time so yes it's about This time last year, I think we um, kind of opened the concept of a sculpt trail like this and sort of made a call out to sponsors. So, yes, it's about a year
0: in planning. And I think it's all going to pay off because they look fantastic. Our kids are going to love it. They are, they
1: are. And at the moment, we've got one that's in the Barbican and all the famous people who are at the Barbican are signing it. Um, so we're hoping that that will drum up a lot of interest. So we've got some really good names that have put their signature to the Barbican one. That won't be outside, but it will be able to be seen from the outside into the Barbican.
0: Yeah, fantastic. I mean, so all the ideas for these trails and these types of events, not only is it bringing people into York, but I suppose by putting placing them around the city You're kind of encouraging movement, aren't you, around the city and for people to explore different areas. Is that the whole idea behind it? That's the whole idea
1: for people to celebrate their city, you know, walk around, get your steps in. They're good for for mental health as well as physical health. You know, it's just to get people to enjoy the city.
0: And what's the response been from businesses? Obviously, you've got them all they're all sponsored
1: now aren't they so they're yeah all they're in. all sponsored yep. so they're all in yeah, yeah. They're, they're loving it they're, they just want to do we have a little mini snook that I think you might have seen in London yeah. and I've got a business at the moment who's taking it away to Westminster to get a photo for me um, so everybody wants to have a lot of fun we've had a few years that have been really really tough for people and hopefully this trail will put a smile on people's faces and we can do weird and wonderful things yeah
0: how important how important is it to you to make sure that businesses get involved in things like this and also everything else that goes on in the city because i suppose without them pulling together and being a part of all these different events it wouldn't it wouldn't really work out
1: would it if we didn't have businesses involved we wouldn't be able to put on things such as you know residence festival the ice trail or the snoops trail um we're not publicly funded um, it's very difficult for York to get Arts Council funding or any other grant funding because we're seen as quite an affluent city. So without our businesses, these things just wouldn't happen. So, you know, hats off to our fabulous, you know, local, you know, big business, small business in york that really get behind and it's not just about them putting cash in it's putting doing things in kind to help to support us and just kind of raising the flag for us and telling people about what we're doing so you know it's incredibly important yeah I mean, another event that we've not spoken about yet is the Christmas market, because that's just won another award, hasn't it? Yes, that's won an award. Um, It's quite a complicated award, but it's the largest speciality market um, in the UK. So that's really brilliant news. I think this year we got it right. The layout was much better. We got lots of support, more movement. Okay, it's busy on a Saturday and a Sunday. But there were times when it wasn't busy that people could enjoy. And I just think it looked Christmassy. And I just think York is the most Christmassy place in the UK. So we're really happy we've won that award.
0: Yeah, because it it was a little bit different for 2023. Are you going to be doing the same sort of thing in 2024, do you think?
1: Or is it going to change a little bit more? I think it will be predominantly the same, um, particularly the layout because it worked well and it was better for movement. Um, We'll always look at the different stores that we can do, and we'll always keep something a little bit quiet just to make it be a bit different.
0: And I mean, I I came down on a few days during the market because it was on for quite a long time. And I mean, the footfall. And do you have any sort of numbers? Do you do you know how many people or how much money was spent? during the time
1: that well, the market was on? we know that the Christmas market brings over £80 million um, into the city, so it's very, very significant. And we know that some businesses rely on the Christmas market um, so that they can operate all year because they might take 60% of the takings in that period, which allows them to stay open for the rest of the year. So it is very, very important for the local economy Footfall was higher than last year, um, which is good. And, you know, it's just a fabulous event. I mean, it seems a distant memory now, but it was only last month, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and we're planning for 2024 already, so yeah. Christmas is always in my life. Yeah, it's always
0: Christmas. And then we've got the Shambles Market. We should talk about this because this, there's quite a significant um, anniversary, isn't there, this year? Yeah, it's
1: the 60th anniversary of where it is as Newgate Market, but there's a long history. It's um, protected by the market charter that is very, very um, strict about how many other markets can operate within six and three-quarter miles. This, so this is a medieval Charter, isn't it? Yes, it is a medieval charter. I think it's had two royal ascents as well. So, and it's just wonderful to have that kind of history behind such a special market. I mean, the Shambles Market's a real community and the businesses there pull together. Um, we work hard together to make it a really nice experience for people.
0: So you've you've been in your role just over two years. Um, we've talked a bit about how you've sort of found it the first two years. What is your kind of objective now moving forward
1: for, for the future? For me, moving forward is to do more fun things, um, to bring people to the city and to explore the city, to look at making sure that we have people who stay here long, longer, um, spend their money here and respect the city as residents do. So I think it's more of different things, different ideas that we can come up with. I'd love to be able to to leave York with loads of fantastic public toilets I know it's a small thing (laughs) but it's always on everybody's mind and it's one thing that if we could have public toilets that the whole world loved and wanted to come and use it would be brilliant it's one of the things that everybody complains about so if we could provide that within the next few years I think it would be amazing I did
0: laugh then but then actually thinking about it yeah the, the public toilet situation is is a bit of an issue so I can imagine you do get a few sort of comments on that that. But if that's something that you're looking for, then obviously mm-hmm. that's another improvement
1: to the city, isn't it? It is. It yeah. is. And I think also there's a lot of work that could be done around the public realm in York. You know, a lot of the pavements are a bit uneven. Yeah. You know, we look out at Parliament Street, it's lovely, but it could do with a bit of a revamp. I think everybody would agree with that. So we can make it a much more beautiful space. That's, you know, high on the agenda as well.
0: Being in the role that you're in, Do you have to... I can imagine, this is me making an assumption, that you probably have to face and fight quite a lot of kickback and
1: scrutiny. Definitely, all the time. Um, I think we have so many partners engaged. Our shareholder is the city council, so we have to abide by all the rules and regulations of local government. Um, We have over 800 members that pay into us. Um, We have 200 uh, market traders... Um, And then if you add in the market traders at Christmas and all the partners and the businesses that sponsor, I'm accountable to a lot of people. So I'm not going to keep everybody happy all the time. Um, But hopefully I keep most of the people happy or at least we can have a conversation about what isn't working and why it isn't working. So, yes, under lots of scrutiny by lots of different people. And one thing I've
0: noticed about you is that you do like to get stuck in. Um, because you were at King's Cross like we mentioned you were doing the the promotion you were there with your team in the freezing cold might I add it was absolutely freezing in there um, promoting the snoops and the ice trail but is that very much your mantra of uh, of being part of the team not just being the person that's being held accountable but actually
1: getting involved as well I love getting involved with the team I think sometimes the team might not want me involved Um, but yes I, I love that I don't have my own office I sit with my team at work I, I just, it's always been really important to me to to understand some of the pressures that my team have. Um, and if I'm too far removed from that, I don't understand. Sometimes I might ask them to do something that is too difficult or, you know, it's just stressful for them. So I do like it. And I also get a big buzz because it's going back to my roots. And I, you know, sometimes just like being on the ground and pitching in. Because sometimes it gets a bit lonely and a little bit boring behind a desk. So it's good for me as well. So tell us a little bit about your background and how you kind of ended up in
0: this role. Because I'm assuming you've you've been in leadership positions before, so you've obviously got a lot of experience and you know how to work with a team. Tell us a bit about your, your background.
1: I have quite a bizarre background, really, because um, I, I do have three degrees. I don't let people know that. I qualified as a town planner, but I worked in community safety. Um, at one point I had the title of Head of Crime and Disorder uh, which um, was in in Hull and worked closely with the police and um, Probation Service so that was an exciting um, job but I've also worked in the civil service local government, private sector, charities non-for-profit and now as a tech company so I've got a broad spectrum worked in regeneration Um, worked in events so I've had a great career you know every job I've had has been absolutely fun and interesting and hard work and I learned something every day so that's what really motivates me.
0: And I'm assuming that you having such a varied career um, and past that you can sort of take parts from
1: all the roles that you've had before and bring it to this position that you have in York? Yes definitely I think it gives you a really good overview of how things work in different sectors and how you can bring that learning to a different sector because sometimes we're quite closeted whereas you know it's sometimes it's better to learn from others and just yeah it's absolutely given me that opportunity to understand other people's problems as well so maybe be a bit more sympathetic when we're trying to come to a solution rather than have an argument about what we do.
0: Yeah, and I suppose that's a good mantra for everybody within York who's a part, so businesses, um, people within the council, et cetera, that actually working together is probably a better way of doing it than arguing.
1: Yeah, and (laughs) and finding a solution. And and listening, I think, is really, really important. Listening to the concerns of others or the constraints of their organisation. Because if you understand that, then you can come about and bring a solution to a problem rather than it stagnate and then everybody gets upset because it takes forever to do something. Whereas having that broad breadth of knowledge actually helps bring solutions quicker i think
0: yeah so looking ahead then you've already talked about your sort of goals in the role what else would you like to see happen in york to make it even better other than toilets
1: <laughs> other than <laughs> toilets just great events more events that are possible you know more events in some of the other spaces that we've got in the city as well you know we've got the nave that's absolutely brilliant you know we've got tower gardens you know we've got lots of different spaces that we can use that would be really good to have more community events um, or events for new creatives to participate I think also one thing we've got the UNESCO status as uh, media arts I'd like to put that higher on the agenda I think we really need to get behind that and really push it because it is a unique status that we've got and I'd like to see more funding come available for creative digital media we've got the new mayor that's going to be appointed shortly hopefully that will bring some money so hopefully we can tap into that and get some support for our creative industries
0: yeah absolutely one of the recent episodes that I've recorded um, was with Kit Monkman of Viridian FX who speaks um, very passionately about that status and that we need to do more to utilize it and use it and
1: show it off as a city yeah, definitely. And that's in our forward plan to do, you know, that's something that is very special and we need to shout about because York has lots of really special creative industries that perhaps the world doesn't know about quite just yet, but they will shortly.
0: Well, exactly. And there's a reason why we were given this status. So let's shout about it. Definitely. <laughs> what is your...
1: Favourite thing about York? Gosh, I don't think I have a favourite thing. I think it's just everything. I I love it. I love um, getting up early in the morning and perhaps just walking down the shambles when nobody's there, especially when it's winter. That's just fantastic. And I like walking the city walls, along the river. I love all the pubs and the restaurants. I think I've probably nearly been to every restaurant um, going. So I just think it's a special, really, really special place. We want to be seen as the best city in the UK. We have it this year. Let's get it next year and the year after and the year after. And I think, you know, the people of York are proud of their city. And I think that's really, really important.